Hello and welcome to the world's most preeminent podcast on video games recorded across multiple time zones across the U.S. and Canada and the Pacific Ocean. Uh, I am your host, Andre Cole. I am joined today by Alex Galinas. All of the Persona news this week sucked. All? <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, Pat? Uh, no, he's he's busy. Uh, Allison? Uh, just how many people named James do you think have started a show called Video James? Many. Uh, and our resident James, Pat Cotter. Hello. Uh, I just planted some wheat seeds, so now I'm ready to start the show. Okay. Um, and the DEA will be here in approximately an hour and 20 minutes. So it's let's legal get here. started. There is an island that costs 420 gold near me. No, no, no. They'll, they'll be at my apartment uh, for... Uh, for the mention of the reefer. Um, it's a more serious offense for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, I believe people have played some video games this week. They have, but oh, yo, that's cool. yo, yo, that persona news sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know you like God, dynasty. I know no, you like dynasty warriors, no, but no, persona? I don't hear, no, it's cool. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. We are not going to say, oh, it's so amazing that they made a dancing game and then not that they made a Dynasty Warriors game. Those those dancing games are bad. Kinds of things and they're both cool. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. There's so many different uh, Ling Muso games. There's so many different dancing games. Not really. And rhythm games. It's really just a rhythm game. Yeah. But like really great. Yeah. Persona is really known for its music. So that makes sense. It's not really known for its ability to beat up a whole shit ton of guys at once. Yeah, it is. Not, at, not at, not at once. That's like four dudes. don't like Dynasty Warriors, and that's why you're not. I mean, I think it's fine. I play Hyrule Warriors. Okay, so here's my question: Did they confirm it's Persona Five only? Uh, I I don't know. I think it's Persona Five. Because, like, if you're gonna make a Musou yeah, it's game, called Persona Five Scramble: The Phantom Strikers. So, that, yeah, it is. Persona that seems that seems like it needs to be like a Persona Four, Persona Three, hell, even Persona One and Two. I, I have not played those games, so I don't know if that would actually make sense. But uh, like that, that should be a Persona Arena, Persona Four Arena type thing where it brings in the other games. Honestly, why not? When when I mean, like they've done it before with Persona Q, so why yeah, not yep. just have it be and like. Uh, the only Musou game I've really gotten into is Hyrule Warriors, and they do the whole like, oh, we're just going to mix every universe together, yeah. which is what they should do. I, guess, I just, I think like given the number of spinoffs they've done from like the rhythm games to yeah. Persona Q to the fighting game, like I don't think this is that far afield from those things. So, so here's here's the thing where like. Like they're going to make a Muso game is whatever to me. Like you know, I'm not interested. But the, they screwed up. They, that they teased Persona Five S for yeah. so long, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, it's going to come to the Switch. It's got, it's got to come to this little preeminent thing with an S in the name." 
also it's, after having Joker, five on the switch uh, yeah joker, joker and smash yeah. and so every like they they walked into that if they called it persona 5m and as like the code name and then they're like okay it's persona 5 muso okay i guess i just or still, if they call it persona 5 ss for scramble strikers or whatever i hear what everyone is saying and i'm not people on this show maybe i feel I believe more than others, but I have a hard time believing that people are going to play through people who have already played through persona five on PS4 are going to also play it again on switch and then play it again on an enhanced version on PS4. I just like, I believe that you will do it, Allison, but (laughs) yeah, no. So like I played about half persona five this year and then I stopped because I was like, Oh wait, shit. Persona five R. So I'll probably restart persona five R next year. But like if, cause the rumor that Allison was saying was out there was that the persona five on switch was just going to be vanilla persona five. Yeah. Was, that was what the rumors were. Why would you even get that? If you totally. Yeah. It would, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, no, like to be fair, it'd be stupid. It, it would be dumb if they did that. However, I, I would buy both. Um, it, 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 I would, I would, I would kick you off this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure that there are people who would buy both, but I just, I find it hard. I trust you, Allison, but I find it hard to believe if most people that I know said, yes, I played a 100 hour JRPG. I know you can beat it in less than that, but I played a approximately 70 to hundred hour JRPG two years ago. And I'm going to play that same game again this year. And then again on the same console, I played it the first time on next year. I would kind of be like, really you're really gonna that, do that you're gonna play it for 10 hours on switch and then play it yeah 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 like, that'd be great, but like if, if if it was just vanilla persona 5 that would be absolutely bonkers i mean they should bring that persona 5r to switch as well yeah, there's they nothing should. stopping i mean if you can put mortal Kombat on switch there's nothing stopping you from releasing yeah, and i mean if you can put vanilla persona 5 on switch then what's the content that's going to stop you from putting exactly the, our content on switch as well Yep. Uh, Sony publishing deal. Yeah. Right. Which is the only thing, but if that's, you know, if that's the thing, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. The, that persona news, was there any other news or Alex? Uh, you, you were the one who wanted to uh, bring that up. Um, that, there wasn't anything that interesting other than the mortal Kombat kind of hubbub that got kicked up, but then they were like, Oh, it's actually not as bad as you think it is. Hmm. Yeah, we, I can talk about that in a bit. I mean, there is the the fact that NetherRealm also has really unhealthy crunch lifestyle, like work workplace. That, yeah, that was yeah. the thing that came out. That, yeah, that's that kind of the thing. Uh, I am in no way, shape, or form saying that we shouldn't talk about that, but I was surprised that people were surprised at that because that is how, as I understand it, with having followed the industry for a long time and had a lot of friends that have worked in the industry. That is the vast majority of AAA studios operate that way, at least in this country and in a lot of other countries too. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not that that makes it okay. And obviously we should be talking about it. And I'm glad that people were talking about it who had experience there. But as I saw a lot of people like, Oh, but I love Ed Boon. I'm kind of like, okay, but Ed Boon works for a company that works for a major media publisher and all of the people, all of the above like money. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, that's, of course they have yeah. a culture like that there. Wow. Uh, so it's unfortunate and you know, it's great because as people talk about it more and more, hopefully it means that unionization and other labor rights tools will become more and more supported. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but at the same time, like, I guess I would say like, 
assume that the, the major publisher and studio that you're thinking about does that. Don't yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt, if, especially yeah. if they're in a capitalist country. Yep. Agreed. But uh, no, the other, only other piece of news that we can skip right on past is that Days Gone came out this week. <laughs> <laughs> I know multiple people who are still like, who cares? It's going to be great. And they, I'm sure, will love it. I bet most people that play that game will love that game. Uh, before I, before I saw uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, we're not going to talk about it, by the way, because spoilers. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think but, all, all of um, us in here have seen that, by the way. Yeah, but anybody watching maybe hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to have a spoiler cast later. Um, yep. Maybe. Um, but... But before I saw it, there was a trailer for uh, Days Gone, and people <laughs> in my theater seemed kind of excited, and I was like, "What yeah. the fuck?" Is I think that? this is this is going to be that that game is going to be one of those things. It, it's I bet it'll sell great. Um, I bet people will enjoy it. It's a sixty-hour open-world game. Um, when I heard that, I was like, "What? Why?" <laughs> absolutely, it makes me repulsed even more by it. But like, I I wanted to play it just based on the setting, but now I'm like, "Oh, I'm yep. hearing Patrick Klubbick talk about it." Yeah, it sounds. Oh yeah, that that review was. It sounds just like an awful game, but it's also one that sounds like it's only a little bit incompetent gameplay wise, and that the rest of its problems are all in like pacing and the general blahness of everything around it, and then also some some of the grossness of the character in the story. So mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that most people who buy games will go. Well, I mean, it's Shades of Grey, of course. This is a, this is, this is, this shows that not everything is good in an apocalypse. Yeah. So that no, garbage will probably just cost he does is, is just bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. But justify um, like 50 hours into the 60 hour game, why he sold someone to slavery. Like, is that a real thing or are you? No, no, I, 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 I but like, I, I just, I just wouldn't be surprised. Like, at one point he like basically sell somebody into slavery and I don't know. Just like, justified. sorry, bye. So, well, yeah, no. So the way Patrick Klepek waypoint described it was he sells this woman to slavery. And then shortly after he gets like a call on his radio from this woman and she's like, they won't let me leave. Like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what are you talking about? And like, you know, and basically just like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. It yeah. doesn't sound so bad to me. Uh, yeah yeah and and i was just over or mission complete yeah no and i just wouldn't be surprised if like later in the game they do there's some scene where it's like where he's like huh where he goes in and kills everyone in the labor camp both laborers and yeah and it's like oh he got it right Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, I will still probably play that game if it like comes to PS Plus within the year or something like that. I'm not going to mm-hmm. spend any real amount of money on it, but I am a little curious at the train wreck of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I bet it'll be very. I'll bet it'll be one of those games where people rally behind it as like a "this is why we don't need critics" thing because mm-hmm. like they got this wrong. People love this game and they said it's bad. Maybe. They're going to do, what was it? Was it Anthem who they had the ads that was just a bunch of tweets? Yeah. <laughs> right. a game. I did not like see all that. their, all their poll quotes were all just tweets. Oh yep. my God. That's amazing. I've, I've started to see that. I've also seen books. Uh, no, it was a justice league or something. Uh, well, so Aquaman, they did that with for sure. Uh, I feel like justice league, all of them have done it there. for tweets. They always put the little Twitter logo underneath it. Yeah. But that's a tweet. And that happens with wow. movies more and more now. It's so funny. 
So make just hey, make stuff that's that critically holds up, and you don't have to be like a fan to like. Especially because you know, it sounds like, like this game's problems aren't the most egregious of its issues. Aren't like that it's horribly made so much as it's it, it's poor writing and tonal stuff that they very much could have changed course on. It sounds like kind of like Detroit become times. human. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, and I think that's just David Cage sucks. <laughs> there was a hot take going around recently. That was basically, it was about sci-fi and it was basically the equivalent of David Cage's. It's like, it's like Blade Runner, but if the, if the replicants were the good guys, yeah, yeah there was a whole like thing about basically that. And it was like, Whoa, Oh my God. Have you ever read sci-fi? Uh, but now video James, uh, Alex, Hi. what, what James have you been playing? Uh, I've not been playing a ton of James this week. I've been doing a lot of programming this week, so we can talk all about object oriented programming if you really wanted and like <laughs> how to make higher order functions out of closures. But, uh, mm. I did play about three hours of the same game I played last week, which was Superland, And I know that you also played a bit of that. Yeah. I played like the first hour or so of it. Um, a couple hours of it myself too. Yeah. I, yeah. I got, I got the MacGuffin under the crystal. Yep. 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 That's about it. That's, and then I jumped out of the, out of the tower and then the game was like demo over. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. But it, it is a fairly generous demo actually, especially because yeah. uh, yeah. it's, you do a lot of stuff and it yeah. like lets you if you buy the game you can just pick up from that point but yeah. i don't have money so that's, that's, basically, <laughs> that's basically what i did um yeah i'm about seven hours in i have three cool. MacGuffins now um and like with my last play session which was about three hours before that i finally hit the first puzzle where i just got totally stuck i was mm. just like that's I have, cool i have no idea what to do like um i had to step away from it just sleep on it, come back the next day and finally come back to it and be like, Oh, that's what it wants. And it's really neat because, uh, it's like one of my favorite parts of portal is when it recontextualizes itself and you start looking at the environment differently. Mm -hmm. You're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I can actually use this stuff in a different way. That wasn't like, it wasn't surface before. I was like, Oh, I'm looking at all these objects in the environment and being like, Oh, okay. to an extent, I kind of feel like that's Superland's whole thing. Not to be reductive at all, because it's great at it, and that's a great feeling. So I mean that positively. But that's kind of like, from what I have played so far, it's like, oh, more and more, you just see how you can bend the world as you play it, uh, mm-hmm. which is very neat. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And I, the thing I'm impressed by with it is like, from a tone and writing perspective it skates so close to the edge of something that I would really not like. Um, like the whole concept of like calling the tools MacGuffins and Mm -hmm. like the dialogue, which isn't extensive, but it's there. And like the fact that like, there are all these stick figures and stuff, like all of that stuff is not a thing I would normally be interested in. Um, like when I saw this game first come out and saw it in like my steam discovery queue, I pretty quickly just clicked away from it because I was kind of like, whatever. It wasn't until I saw that it was getting such positive reviews that I went back to look at it and playing it. It's like just, it slides into a place that is like really, really 
enjoyable from a tone and, and writing perspective and visually that I didn't think it would be able to do for me, uh, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. It seems like, um, it's almost at jazz punk levels in terms of just how absurd it gets with its humor, but like not quite there. It's, it takes itself yeah. a little bit more self-seriously than that. Like everything I saw was just like movie reference, TV show reference, movie reference, video game reference, TV show yeah. reference. So yeah. that's encouraging to hear that if it gets kind of to that point, if it does more of like its own thing, I don't know if that's what you're implying, but if it kind of gets its yeah. own humor in it's there, it's a little less referential than, than it is in the opening hour or two yeah for sure as you go on yeah once um, you're like three or four hours in there's still a few references like one of the uh i don't know if you want to call it like a hidden object like one of the collectibles you find is like fallen heroes which are just uh yeah. direct references to other video games like there's one with a dude who's dressed all in green and has a green cap and yeah you know, yeah that was the first one i found yeah so, and i think so. that some of those things i'm actually kind of okay with because i think it does them in an earnest and kind of clever way that isn't just like you've played this thing, right? That's how they've hit me anyway, a lot of times, but it also doesn't lean on that stuff as heavily. The more it goes forward. I, th I think with the aesthetic of the game being like, Oh, it's this kid's sandbox or whatever. Um, it kind of makes sense. Like yeah. There, yeah. There are other, there are other toys or whatever. Um, so that's yeah. kind of neat. And I should say I had a boss battle. So it has those, oh, cool. which, uh, Ooh, and I, I think it was sense. actually, There's it was actually a really clever boss battle. So cool. I, yeah, I like the way that the combat works, even though it's very simple. I like, especially when you get that first MacGuffin, it kind of changes your approach to certain enemies, but not to other ones. Um, and then as you get upgrades, it almost has a sort of like clicker like feel to the combat because you start to do more damage and the numbers just kind of go up that way. And obviously if it, that was the focus of the game, it would not be very good. But since it's sort of a side piece to the puzzle solving, I think it's, it's kind of a kind of fun, satisfying break between yeah, and you can that. upgrade. You can upgrade that first MacGuffin in a way that makes combat like <laughs> extremely easy, which is yeah. actually really cool. I'm looking at the store page and I can see what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I don't know what that screenshot is, but I'm going to say, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> it's also another yeah. interesting thing about it is like when I was coming into it, I was, it was sort of like a, um, Oh, I really hope that you, that, it, that I don't get spoiled on the stuff in this game. Hmm. Um, but I actually think it's really hard to spoil the game because it's so hard to really explain individual spoilery ish kind of things, you know, like it's, uh, it's really interesting. I, I think it's like the puzzle solving and stuff is very, is very similar to like a portal. Um, the writing is not on that level, um, at least where I'm at. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think like the way you're maneuvering around the environments and doing stuff is like, it, it scratches that itch. Like obviously the puzzles are very different, but like, I also think, I think the distinct areas to solve these puzzles. I think the writing matters less than it does in portal. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, when people talk about portal, they like, they, you know, part of, part of portal is their writing. And yes, so just right. to make it clear, like if you go into this expecting portal writing, you are not going to get that. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, just, I have seen, um, it's also tonally. It's really just that it's kind of yeah. it's 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 doing the same things to your brain that Portal does in terms yeah. of like yeah. you need to find creative ways like, to solve like the puzzle solving is 
Uh, yeah, yeah. The writing is not. Yep. Yeah. No. Like, like I was saying, I think it was last week. I think a good way to kind of tell it to people is it's kind of like a mix of portal, the talus principle and the witness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it I, what a I Metroidvania would, portal game. I would say as someone who was, um, I don't want to discredit portal because portals phenomenal game, but as someone who about, about as far into portal as I am into Superland, I was kind of like, well, the robot's going to be evil and it's just going to be a bunch of really good puzzles strung together by some clever writing from this robot. And Mm -hmm. and I don't want to, I mean, it's very clever writing, but like portal doesn't really have a plot. It doesn't really have like a, a, uh, it's a lot of like good one-liners over and over again. Yeah. Um, which, and again, they're very good. And the puzzle solving of portal is like, was like revolutionary without a doubt. So I don't want to seem like I'm dunking on portal too hard, but I think that I don't think, I guess I don't think any other game that tries to do that will ever do it as well. Including if they were to try to make a portal three, that's just like portal one. I, mm. I don't think it would work again. Um, because that well, concept- Valve can't make games in threes. No, no. Okay. Uh, and and to that, science. to that, to like, to that point, like while I really liked the puzzle solving in portal two, I found the writing in it a lot less like, I like cave Johnson a lot, of course, cause who doesn't, but mm-hmm. I found the writing in that game less appealing than in the first game because it felt a little more predictable and, and, um, not as, uh, not, it wasn't, it wasn't as fresh, I guess. Sure. It was a known quantity. Yeah. But yeah, no super line, super good. I'm going to keep diving into it, but yeah, if you guys want to talk about some advanced programming stuff, we can totally do that too. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll come back to it. You know, we want to <laughs> let it breathe. I, I would also say I think Superland seems like a really good value too, given oh, that yeah. it's like twenty bucks and yeah. it seems like it's a long game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I might pick that up. It sounds yeah. I, sounds neat. I think you should play it, Allison. From what I've played, I think you would really like it. Cool. Yeah, I think Erica should play it too. Uh, yeah. I, I, I personally, I don't have any criticisms of it yet. Really, like uh, like I said, I've run into puzzles that have stumped me, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. I, uh, V-Sync just kills performance on my computer. <laughs> I haven't run like, into that. Like, it is a very brutalized. It's a very striking game to look at when you kind of. It is. It's, it's got a very like. I don't want to say simple visual style, but it's very like the characters are all just like little like red outline kind of like silhouette yeah. people and like or blue silhouettes and then like little tiny weird skeleton people yeah. it's all in the environments to me and like the yeah. skybox for what it is because the idea is it's all like super tiny or something yeah. i don't really know for sure well, i would i mean the intro has you been put into or maybe yeah. maybe the, the boy is really big right yeah like i don't <laughs> know oh, okay that's 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 it is he's just real big <laughs> yeah the boy is real big and but, but it's it's so interesting to look up and like see the house off in the distance mm-hmm. and it does such a good job of conveying the scale that you are versus the scale that the outside of the sandbox the world is yeah yeah and it touches on some interesting religious topics <laughs> such as oh uh, do you think the boy really exists i've never seen him have you yeah it's i don't know where that stuff is gonna go or if it's gonna have a point at yeah. all uh, I, no, it's, man you're making me really want to play this it's weird yeah it goes yeah. some interesting places i like it. i love that it's like you're talking about this game like oh there's portal stuff but it's like you know st- uh, there's stuff but then it gets into this religion stuff and i'm like well, so i guess that's car- kind of why i want to be careful because i haven't seen enough of it to like say that the writing isn't as good as portal because mm-hmm. you're right mm-hmm. that the dialogue is not written as well as Kalados yeah. is written. sure but yeah this well, game yeah, potentially but like, 
who how many games are written that well though well right uh, but and this game potentially could go some to me personally anyway far more interesting places narratively than portal ever did i just don't know where it goes yet so it's hard to say for sure yeah uh that's uh supraland on steam you can check out a demo uh, which i did it gives you about an hour of playtime or it gives you up until the first MacGuffin thing i don't i don't i don't know what it is it must be the first MacGuffin because that timing was too good to uh be accurate or to be you know to just happen like that um so now on to our next video jame or james pat my middle name is james just like I said, it's, that, that's a real, that's true though. Not, just like I said, our, our resident video, James, Pat. at one point when I considered going by uh, Jim instead of Pat, when I was in like high school and then I tried it and it's, it's not good. So Pat, Pat, Jim, I honestly just can't think of you as a Jim. No, I know Bye. it's my grandpa's name. So I was kind of like, Oh, that'd be cool. I, I, he's, he's, he was great. Um, but then I, I just can't uh, go by PJ. I uh, have also thought about going by SPJ before, and that doesn't work. It doesn't sound right to me either. It took a long time for me to be okay with Pat, in fact. Like, now I kind of prefer it. But when I was a kid, that was a no-go as well. You could not call me that, or I'd get very upset with you. Uh, (laughs) You had to call me by my full name or not at all. (laughs) Patrick James Carter. Patrick James. Well, no, just Patrick. How How about Rick? So just taking out the pad. Oh, that's the worst. No way. No way. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Especially now. You, Rick. you don't love Rick and Party, Pat? <laughs> Rick and I hate Rick and Morty, but that's not even why I don't want to be called Rick. <laughs> I just don't want it. I don't have a reason, really. I just know. Uh, yeah, so I played um, played a little bit more Kingdom Hearts, but we'll talk about that in a spoiler cast later. Uh, Someday. I, I picked up Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, on sale this week, so I have the full collection now. I will say Birth by Sleep has probably been my favorite game in the series to play. Uh, uh, Pat there's... owns more Kingdom Hearts than I do. Yeah. There was there was a new mode added to Kingdom Hearts, wasn't there? Uh, critical, critical mode. Yeah, difficulty mode. I, I, can, I can get into that a little bit uh, later. Sure. Yeah, cool. I'm so interested. I, mm, I may try to get everything, do everything in Kingdom Hearts 3 if it's good. I've already kind of been like... Mm, I'll get into that. Maybe maybe later this year, I'll, if I can get through the games I want to play before the end of the year, maybe I'll go back and start platinuming all of the other Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, wow. Anyway, this, other this games. Is, uh, I'm no longer the resident Kingdom Hearts fan. Um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the, the game that I, I kind of put, I guess, the most time into, although I only started playing it last night, so it's not the most time, but but the one I want to talk about the most is uh, the new Mortal Kombat, um, Mortal Kombat 11, um, which I also played MKX through this week just as because I never had finished that story before. So um, those story modes are MKX's story feeds really, really well into MK11. It definitely feels like the middle game, like the middle middle part of a three part story. Um, I don't know that I think the story in MK 11 is their MKX is that good. Like I think the story in MK nine is better. And so far the story in MK 11 is way better. Um, but it's still a good setup game. So like if you're, you know, waiting to buy MK 11 for whatever reason and have like, it's on game pass, for example, that's where I played it mm-hmm. um, play and have access to MKX. It's a good, good one to get through. Um, and it'll kind of accustom you to the pacing a little bit, even though the mechanics changed a fair bit between the two. But um, 
and nobody else has played Mortal Kombat 11, right? No, not yet. Okay. I played nine and 10. Cool. Um, it's a lot different than 10 in a lot of ways. Like again, the pace and flow, like it's the same basic, like you have forward punch, back punch, forward kick, back kick, like four button system. Um, but they've done so much to the way that meter works in that game that it feels very different to play. And it feels more like, I want to be careful with the term, but it feels more like lowercase a accessible. Like it feels more um, like something that you could get into if you haven't played fighting games before. Um, I say as someone who I've always really wanted to get into fighting games uh, because it just like, watching people play fighting games is so cool, but it's, I've tried it with, uh, street fighter four and street fighter five and just couldn't, couldn't get there. I tried it with, um, injustice and didn't really enjoy it. I played through the story in MK nine, but never really went beyond that. Um, but this game feels like it's much more, it's a great entry point into that genre beyond just being like a solid game to play the store for the story. Um, because it has, the concepts they they sort of restructured how a lot of stuff works instead of building on it like street fighter 5 is is if you haven't been playing street fighter forever you kind of have to like learn how street fighter works and then learn how street fighter 5 works <laughs> it's like two layers of complexity that are pretty both pretty challenging to understand whereas mk11 is much more like you have two meters you have an offensive meter and a defensive meter all you really use your offensive meter for is enhancing attacks. That's kind of it. Um, I think there's one other thing you can do with it, but generally that's it. You just use it to, you push the enhance button on certain specials and then you can enhance them. My favorite one so far is Liu Kang. As people know his like bicycle kick thing. You can like fly through the air and kick people. And yeah, he goes like, so if you hit the enhance button and like kind of, you kind of, I mash it because I don't know the exact timing, but mm-hmm. you can spend your meter to extend that. So you can basically oh, just sick. like kick them all the way across the screen. If it lands <laughs> and he makes that I sound saw. the entire time. Oh yeah. 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 I oh, saw yeah. a Twitter video. It must've been in training mode because he, the person did that. He did the Lucan kick all the way across the screen and then he kept doing it until the person died and just never stopped. So he's just <laughs> in the air. Yeah. That's, that's definitely the training. That's definitely the training mode. Oh, I love um, that. Really funny. And uh, then like your defensive meter, you have two bars of offensive meter and two bars of defensive meter and your defensive meter is really just used for, um, I don't even know how to do breakers. I'm not sure if a com- if combo breakers are a thing, but it's, you definitely use it for like, um, certain defensive abilities, like to get away, to do like rollouts from, from, uh, getting knocked down to break away from, um, juggles. And that stuff's a little harder to pull off, but you can definitely get there pretty fairly easily. And then they totally took out x-rays. There in MKX, there was this X-ray system where you built your three levels of meter up, and then you could do um, a really powerful X-ray attack. Yeah. So now that's instead called a fatal blow, uh, and it, you get to do it one time per match when your health gets down to like thirty percent, um, and then it deals like a th- about third of the same amount. I mean, it deals like a third of their life or quarter of their life. Something it's a lot. Um, but you can only do it one time per match. So like if you burn it in the first round, then you're not going to be able to use it again. Um, and then there's also this kind of feeling of like, 
okay, I won the first round. The second round's not really going my way. If I can try to hold out and try to get them to use their fatal blow, then I know round three, we, he, they won't have it. Um, that's, it's a weird kind of thing that actually like maps in my brain to MOBAs and trying to get people to burn abilities so that they won't have them in fights. Uh, and that's extremely satisfying to me. So I think that's part of why I've really liked that kind of back and forth aspect of it. Um, and on, you can learn all of this as someone who is far from a fighting game expert in a really, really, really good, uh, tutorial mode that they have built into the kind of learn section. Um, it seems like you could probably spend several hours in that tutorial because they have multiple sets. Like there's basic tutorials, there's advanced that teach you just like the very basics. So it's like dashing and canceling and, um, that kind of stuff. And then there's more advanced tutorials that get into meter usage and like dash cancels and, um, canceling into specials specifically. Uh, and then they even have a module in the advanced one that I actually haven't done yet. That is more about concepts. So it goes into things like frame data and, um, like iframes and like really, really specific stuff. Yeah, that's cool. But it, it does it in a really, um, it doesn't just throw text at you. Like it'll throw, it'll, it'll give you like two sentences of like, here's a concept. And then it might just have you do it, or it might have you like watch a thing. And if you're struggling, it'll come up with like more context of like, make sure you X, you start your inputs right at this time or whatever. Um, so it feels like they've done a really good job of teaching you by having you like, do the thing a lot rather than mm. just like, here's a pane of information about it. And now practice it for a little bit. If you want, it's, it's feels like some really smart, the way that they have you learn stuff. It's like sticking with me way better than any other fighting game tutorial has. That's interesting. Um, Cause like I thought MK nine actually had a pretty decent tutorial system at MK 10 as well to a certain extent. But yeah. the problem I always had with it was it never contextualized it. It was like, here's how to do it. Never why this is why you should do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say that this totally solves that problem. Um, however, it does, you know how, um, in a lot of tutorials, it'll be like, okay, now you've learned. So now fight sub zero, yeah. um, mm -hmm. in this one, it'll give you specific objectives. And I think it's also tailoring the AI to try to put you into those positions where you will want to. The thing that I've found the most useful so far is on in the advanced blocking tutorial. Cause I've like, I'm the kind of person that never blocks because I don't understand how you could possibly block attacks fast enough, basically. Um, mm -hmm. And like they spell it out clearly in this of like, some attacks have windups and you can see them coming. So you know when to block, but for the most part, you actually just have to anticipate what your opponent's going to do. So for the most part, blocking is not uh, seeing that they're going to do a jab and blocking it in time. Like no one's that fast. And so it gives you scenarios of like, okay, so now the AI is going to come at you with a mix with different mix ups of low attacks and overheads. So you need to watch for those and try to figure out when they're coming to know if you should be blocking crouch blocking or doing a standing block. And sure. that's, more to what you're kind of talking about, um, and is really helpful, uh, for me to the point where now, like, I'm still not good at it, but I think about blocking a little bit more and I think about like, oh, okay, they're probably going to do a slide. So I should probably get down a block. Um, 
And that's been really, really helpful um, to kind of grasp those concepts more. And then they have character tutorials for every character in the game too, that goes over all of their intricacies and specials, which is why, I mean, I don't think it's the kind of thing you would want to in one sitting play through the whole tutorial because it would take you like three or four hours and it would be a lot to take in. But if you jump in, play the basic and advanced ones, like what I did. And then from there kind of start doing some story and stuff and then come back as you're interested in learning more. It's a really awesome tool. Um, and I think it'll be, I think it's a really good entry point for people. I was so like interested in going after playing MKX, I was excited enough about this game that I picked up a fight stick finally, um, which I'd wanted to do for a very long time. Um, but I was really intimidated by the idea of like, well, do I buy an expensive one or do I buy a cheap one and then buy components and then get into like modding it, which I'm mm-hmm. not comfortable with off the top, like from the jump. So I just happened to find a really, really good deal on the razor Xbox one stick, which happens to be like all genuine Sanwa parts and stuff. So it's like really a really high quality stick. Um, and, uh, and that's been super fun to kind of understand how to use that. Uh, it's like totally relearning how to play the game from having played MKX on a controller. Uh, but then on top of that, like, the other thing that I'm most impressed by, like, obviously the story, it seems good. I'm four chapters into it. I think it's about 20 chapters long. It's the longest of oh. any of their games. So you're 420. Uh, got it. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but sure. Yes. Uh, it's, and it seems really cool so far. Ronda Rousey fucking sucks as a voice that she's like terrible in the no, game. You don't, you don't have to modify that. It's just, well, she also fucking sucks, but, but, uh, I mean, to, to really make it clear, she is a terrible voice actress. Like, is she, is she Cassie? Really, I can't remember. She's Sonia. Oh, um, Sonia, gotcha. Thankfully she has not, there's, you play as, uh, Cassie in the beginning of the game. I won't spoil too much, like sure. who you play as in what chapter, but you play as, uh, as Cassie in the beginning of the game. And there's a lot of fair bit of Sonia stuff, but then it kind of, she doesn't talk as much or she hasn't been talking as much since then. I don't know. It's really just that she's very flat. Like there's a part where like they're in trouble and she's like, Cassie go, I'll stay here. And you're just like, you really don't have any emotion at all. Do you Rhonda? (laughs) All you got is like fake angry. That's it. (laughs) She's just a terrible voice actress. Uh, they could have gotten like literally anyone else. Um, so it's so strange to me that they got her, uh, for that role. Um, but anyway, story seems good. Uh, they do a cool thing. That's really not a spoiler. I won't say who, but like in in the past, all of their, they may do this in injustice too. I don't know. I didn't play that one, but in uh, like MKX, um, every chapter you play as a specific character, um, there are chapters in 11 where you're actually picking, like you play as two characters. Like it'll be like, Hmm. you know, Cassie and Sonia. That's not one of them I've seen, but Cassie and Sonia. And then for each fight, you actually pick which one you want to play as. And then it narratively kind of adapts to that and says like, okay, well you go do this. So, you know, you can kind of set it up for like, well, this is this character's brother. Of course I want them to fight each other. Um, uh, I think MKX did that, didn't it? No, nope, not in the story. doesn't no. have you ever choose between characters. Uh, no, no. Um, unless I'm blanking on it even though I, I, it's possible, but, I, but uh, it's, I haven't played that game since it came out. Having just played it a few days ago, I don't remember any point at which it's having you select characters. Uh, 
so yeah, that stuff is really cool. The other thing that I really like about this game and is kind of the cherry on top for me in terms of, I think people who are interested in fighting games, but maybe not playing online or who are not very good at them should check this out is it has just a whole world of like, like grind, I guess is what I would say, but uh, that sounds super negative. I don't really mean it that way. Like there's a whole world of stuff to do outside of the story that is single player focused. Um, like most of the game is single player focused. So there's obviously you can play online and there's going to be a, uh, the, the, I forget what they call it. It's not combat club, but like it's, there's like a league basically combat league, I think is what it is um, where there'll be rankings and online play and all that stuff. But there's the towers are so extensive as to the way they work. And I know there's been some kind of flack and people have kind of, I think it's super overblown, um, but people have kind of flipped out about the, the economy of the game. Um, but ultimately what it means is that there's just like a whole world of, single player stuff to do. And like you get dailies kind of like if it was like a service game. So I booted it up last night and my first daily was to play four matches as cabal. So like the first thing I did after I went through a bit of the tutorial was just play some AI matches with cabal to kind of get the hang of using the stick. And then I got like daily rewards for that. So it kind of like guides your single player play even outside of the story by a lot. And I think you could play this game for like hundreds and hundreds of hours single player. I also think that there was that number floating around that it would take you like 3000 hours or something to unlock everything. Mm -hmm. I think that number is super bullshit because the way they calculated that was by how quickly you get the paid currency by playing the game, which is the ridiculous way to calculate that number because you don't, the way you get things is through coins, which are the, in-game free currency yeah. not the paid currency yeah because and like the stuff that, that i could use the paid currency on is just like a rotating like five items yeah it's like a, the apex store it's like the, yeah. don't buy stuff there um the crypt you you get from doing your daily you get enough coins just from doing that to open like a I think to open like 10 chests in the crypt. I think it, the chests are a thousand coins, but they might be 10,000. It is annoying that the, the chests in the crypt are random, random. now. Sure. Instead yes. of like previous games where it was just like, okay, you go to this thing, you're going to get this stuff from the crypt. But it does kind of make the crypt feel pretty kind of weird. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so. not perfect, but um but, but you, the other weird thing about the crypt is, uh, having a fight stick plugged in, you just can't do the crypt really because you, you need the right stick for camera control. Cause it like controls like a third person game. So that part's kind of funny too, because <laughs> you can definitely go in and like, yeah. I went into the first room and then open the second fight stick. But, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Like if I want to do crypt stuff, I'll yeah. just put the bust out that elite controller. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's very nice as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, there's, there's tons of stuff to do there and the towers do cool things like, and people complained about this, but I don't, I at some point, I don't know how to please everyone. Um, it does cool things like you may have like a, you know, how smash the smash, uh, single player has the light stuff. Yeah. In world of light, mm-hmm. it has the stage stuff where you need mm-hmm. certain spirits. So like MK 11 does that in the towers where, you need certain augments to survive or succeed at certain challenges mm-hmm. more easily. Um, yeah. And, uh, Injustice two did that. Yeah. 
Uh, and so it leads to just some cool stuff. There's just a lot of cool. And like, there's, there's the classic towers where it's kind of like an arcade mode and you get arcade mode endings for each character if you play through it. But then it also has these rotating towers of time where it'll be like, okay, for the next six hours, if you beat this town, this, this challenge tower, you'll get this skin for Shao Kahn. And then you have six hours to try to beat that one. And then it rotates out and a different one comes in. Um, and you could also pull all that stuff out of the random chests in the crypt. Um, or sometimes it shows up in the store for you to buy if you wanted to spend real money. But it just, I think it's a cool way to have, I've never been someone who is like the kind of like, I need that specific skin really in games like this. Um, I've always just been more, but there's like abilities and like, there's like there's like different moves attached to the gear isn't there no so the move sets are all available at the start you can always do every move there are there are augments that you put on gear so you you your gear levels up as you play um and each character is like three pieces of gear and as you level up the gear um it can they gain augment slots and then the that augments will. might be like 30% extra damage or gain so 10% more points. Okay. So you can swap out, like if I want my scorpion spear to do something different than what it is default, I can swap that from the game. Cause there are like alternate abilities, right? Uh, well, so yes, when you make a character, when you customize the like loadout, yeah. you're selecting abilities. But as far as I've seen, they're not tied okay. to gear. Only... Okay augments like stat boosts are and okay. none of that stuff matters for multiplayer at all yeah. like there is no you cannot augment your stats there are yeah. certain like there's um augments that local i think you can use that stuff i'm not sure but um definitely an online play that's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. right out and then um there are some some augments like extra combat coins or whatever that get you mm-hmm. more because those will stay on um and you can mm-hmm. use those but um, yeah, no, uh, the, and I, I really don't think that there's any moves tied to gear, but I could be wrong. Uh, I maybe I'm just thinking like thinking, I know, like I've heard that scorpion spear, for example, is like, can be the cosmetics can be changed. And I, yes. but I thought that was also tied to like, Oh, well, if you have this gear equipped, then you can do this version of this move. I don't think so. It, it's possible that there's, that there's different, you unlock different like meter enhancements for the attacks, but like scorpion spear always can be enhanced with a meter. So I don't yeah, think that it yeah. does. Well, that. But aren't maybe, yeah, I don't know. I I'm just also, I definitely, played it, so, and I've only, this was like pre-release stuff that I heard that maybe I'm misinterpreting or something. The, the big thing that that changed with the loadout stuff from the last game. And I think maybe from injustice too, as well, mm-hmm. you played that and I didn't, so I don't know, yeah. but um, is, in MKX, if you like, let's say you pick Aaron Black, you'll have like Outlaw and Gunslinger, and those yeah, two characters yeah, like, will have different special yeah. moves. In um, in MK11, that's kind of gone. There are some presets that still look the same, but you go into the character customizer, and it's like, okay, I want Scorpion to have, and I don't remember which ones are exactly mm-hmm. editable. So, but it's like I want Scorpion to have his port and his spear. Those are his yeah. specials. That's yeah. what I'm putting on this class, and um, so in that same screen is where you're picking your gear, but Mm -hmm. you're picking Uh special moves from a list and like kind of clipping, flipping them on or off. I don't know if that's like, if it's a certain number of slots or if Mm -hmm. it's points, um, to, to get them. Because I know like when you play, um, in the story, spoiler, you play a scorpion in the story at at a point. Um, You also play a sub zero when you play a scorpion. He only has like, again, he only has like the spear and the port attack, um, where he like 
teleports behind them and, and stabs. Um, and like other characters will have like three or four specials, but I don't know if that's a story specific thing or like, or how that works. Um, cause I haven't gotten into the, the loadout building too much yet. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a really good game. I, I think, you know, it, everyone, I wish that every review had the asterisk of like, yo, the studio has unhealthy labor practices. Um, cause I think that we should be talking about that with every studio. So I'd be remiss to not point that out, but at the same time, it's a, it's a really well-made game. Um, and it seems really fun. It is a little weird that like, if you don't pre-order it, you have to spend six bucks to get Shao Kahn, which is like, <laughs> it's like, I thought yeah, we were past they're, that they're DLC <laughs> stuff, but that stuff's weird. Like in MKX, like Bo Raicho or whoever was like, there are like characters in the game like on PC, they modded it so you could play as the characters, but they never came out. I think. Yeah. It's like, strange. The, was in that game, but you could not play as him. You could eventually buy him. I only know cause he was in the character select screen, uh, um, yeah. but I but think he was in the story. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of how this is too. Like Shao Kahn yeah. is in the story and is in comp like in fights, mm-hmm. not just a cutscene character. Yeah. And, but if you didn't, pre- he was a pre-order bonus. And if you didn't pre-order it, you have to spend $6 to get him, yeah. which is not that offensive. Like six bucks when for DLC character is whatever, but it's fine. Yeah. A 10% that's, that's on tax. But, I can live with it, but it's mostly that it's weird that it's shipped. Like it is day one DLC. Game. It's very much day one. Yeah. DLC. It's not, it's not he's, defensible. He's, he's not even DLC. He's in the game yes. and he's in the menu too. And, and then also there's another character that it's so funny. Like, I I'll be careful to not spoil it because I guess to some people it would be a spoiler, but there's another character that is in the menu and it's just, it, they're in the menu as a silhouette and you scroll to them and you press a on them. And it says to, it says, um, to unlock this character's name. Like it says their name. It's not like a secret get to chapter X in the story or purchase from the store. So you can go buy them with real money or play the story for an hour and a half. The story's good. So I don't And chapter four is not that far into the, into the game. And no. also if they did that to like in the story, it's like, a, Ooh, who is that? But because I was in the chapter that it said, I was like, well, it's clearly that character. Cause <laughs> they're like trying to sheet make, like it's secret who they are, but if you had looked at them in the menu, then you was it. Is it just the big bad from the game? No, it's not even a character that's worth striker. No, it's John Cena as striker. <laughs> I wish that would have been fun and exciting. Doctor. Oh, no, it's a cool character. Like striker. He just, it's a cool character that at first when I looked at the, the, the character list, I was like, Oh, I thought this character was in this game weird. And then I realized that they were the silhouette. Um, uh-huh. but it's, you know, it's it's silly old johnny cage young johnny cage uh it's it's i I will never guess i'll Uh, tell you after we're done again i just doesn't matter Um, it doesn't matter and i shouldn't even be i don't even mean to build it up because it's not like it's some like that's that's that is very strange though yeah Uh, but all yeah i don't know their deal stuff is weird at least yeah with like 10 10 was just like the what are you doing but uh yeah that that was pretty egregious um oh okay (laughs) yeah see like it's not even really a spoiler (laughs) it's so dumb that that character is like it's Uh, like you if you don't want to touch the story you could give us five dollars and then you can play as this character I, i guess there are like some 
some like hardcore players, but like, it's such a good way to get like currency to start that like, yo, why wouldn't you just like play the story? It's like fun. Hardcore, super hardcore with the multiplayer. So hardcore that you just don't even touch the, well, there are people like that with call of duty. There are, but I don't think there's many people like that for, I don't know. Especially. Yeah. I don't know. But the the mythological stuff in it is really fun. The way that they, they get going really quick with the time travel stuff. And they super don't care about like time paradoxes because it's a villain that's doing the time travel stuff. So it's very much like Mm, interesting. Wait, they're trying to sell this character for $6. Uh, so I'm not, I didn't actually click through the store. I don't know what they're charging. I, I Probably just up and it just said, yeah, they're selling it for $6. Yeah. It's dumb. Otherwise like the season passes is reasonable. It's like 40 bucks, but it has six characters in it. And then a bunch of, well, are two of those. Show no, on. they're not. No, 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 no. Those okay. are separate. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're separate from the season pass. It's so funny because I just, <laughs> I thought there's some weird, it's like so minor that it's almost not even like, I don't want I wouldn't give the game a negative review over that stuff, but it is just some it, sort of it, it, like the game can be fine. And, and like, is is probably fine and like fun and I want to play it, but it's, it's that just on the fridges, like the way they're trying yes. to, I make, really don't think that anyone, I, I don't know if this is this like, game because of that stuff, but yeah, yeah it's silly. It's I, I, I wonder if this is like Warner coming in and being like, okay, you got to come up with ways to make money. Or is this, um, you just As someone like, with a marketing background idea or I'm sure that it's someone who is enthusiastic about the game, but actually not actually someone designing the game who is saying yeah. like, well, we need to hit X, Y, and Z targets. What levers can we pull to try to get some extra revenue out of this? And it becomes a very, like, they're not even thinking about whether people will care or not. It's mostly like, yeah. will people spend this money? And like, yeah. I picked up Shao Kahn cause like I want him in the game. So and I didn't pre-order it. So I spent six bucks on him. I didn't buy the combat pack with it. Cause I want to wait and see what's in that before I, I will say that I'm, this is maybe a thing that isn't, it's whatever. I kind of like that. It's not like, here by the ultimate edition of the game that comes with the combat pack and four exclusive skins, because like, I did not want to spend a hundred dollars on that game. So, yeah. it, it, but all that the like ultimate edition is, is just a game plus season pass. So mm-hmm. you, you, you're, you're, and it doesn't save you any money or anything. So you can safely just get the standard version. You would only need to buy, you only buy the ultimate edition digitally anyway, if you really also want the combat pack right then and there. But that, that I actually kind of appreciated because it didn't like red dead was so awful with that because it was like buy the version that comes with some extra stuff and some of it's relevant to the story and some of it's just hats, but it's $40 more. And it's like not relevant to the story, but like gameplay missions. And that was like, come on, (laughs) just, I would like to give you like $75 and play the extra missions and not, buy the hats but okay uh that's so. the way the cookie crumbles yeah just that's the way the spine shatters uh, i will say <laughs> i guess just content warning for <laughs> horrifically graphic violence there's nothing like upsetting from like a, a specific like problematic level that i've seen at all in the game and i, I don't think there will be because mkx it's even better it's even more like socially conscious in the way that it portrays its characters than MKX was. And that was already a pretty, for the most part, all right game, but it is definitely very violent. (laughs) There's lots of, uh, like 
way more blood than there has been in the past recent games. It's like, instead of lots of like x-rays of bones cracking, it's like a lot of like torrents of blood shooting out of people in slow motion. Um, so you kind of have to be okay with that. There's also a lot of like, like, I don't mind like torrents of blood, but it it is like the bones cracking and the lungs being pierced from Oh, oh, that happens too. But because yeah. the brutal the the fatal blows don't do the x-ray stuff the yeah. x-ray stuff happens when you do crushing blows which are like certain conditions have to be met for those yeah. to happen like if you dodge a if you dodge a high kick and then uppercut then you'll like crack their jaw so but those happen like once or twice per fight as opposed to the x-rays that happened like multiple times per fight in mkx you know <laughs> but that just the idea of what you were just saying there just sounds like very Ed Boon, knowing what I know of him as a human, where he's just very sensitive and very quiet and very sweet. But then he makes these extraordinarily violent things. Yeah. Well, like they did some cool stuff. Like the, the, the women in the game are a lot more like realistic in terms of proportions and yeah. like, um, and they, they, I think they've always done a fairly good job of writing those characters, but like even more so there's like some actually very touching stuff between like, um, the, between like couples that are kind of reunited by the, the, the time shift things. That's really cool. Um, it does a really good job of like humanizing the right characters, um, and not doing that with the like really awful evil characters. Um, but yes, it is very much like. The, the fights it's also very funny because like uh, there's a point at which cassie and sonia fight in a like training setting not in like a uh, they're trying to kill each other setting and yet you can still do the like fatal blows and stuff so there's still like cassie's still like just like pelting her mother with bullets and <laughs> things uh, hey uh, you know if we could do that to ronda rousey uh, I, I don't like her. I don't know if I'm willing to go so far as <laughs> in a training capacity. I'm, I'm, I'm doubting your commitment to the cause. Yeah, uh, um, uh, I don't. I don't feel comfortable expressing Cassie Cage type violent thoughts about that person. Is, oh, is, Cassie is, Cage. Uh, she, I knew I loved her for a reason. Oh, she's great. Is Kung Jin in this game? He was in X. Um, oh, is that, uh, he's one of the combat kids, right? No. Yeah, he's one of the combat kids. Yeah, he's he, the, the he's, he was the first gay character. Okay, yes. right. I don't know. Um, I don't know either. I, I haven't that. seen him in the story yet. No, I don't think he is. He and oh, Takeda are both not, or Takeda uh, are both not in, in the game. That's unfortunate, but it is unfortunate, and it's very strange that they wouldn't be because based on the story of MKX, like you would it's odd i don't know um like jackie's of course in it and she seems really relevant in the story so far she's a major character so it's odd that cassie and jackie are major characters and kunjin and takita are just like gonna make them dlc maybe i mean i don't know if they're that interesting from a gameplay perspective to be honest with you kunjin is because he's got a bow um but uh i don't know takita's Uh, he had those like whip swords yeah, I guess you're did, right. Did, That's did, pretty did you, cool. Did you hear that one of the guest characters might be the Terminator? Yeah, and <laughs> I think Ash from Evil Dead was also yes, Ash from Evil Dead is another yeah. one. Yeah. Um, my rule is like, what characters am I okay seeing be fatalityed? And Ash and Terminator are two very good picks of like characters that I like, but also it would be funny to, to have them <laughs> both do perform and receive fatalities. Uh, uh, yeah. What? 
what video game guest character like they've done like kratos in the past what video game guest character would you like to see kratos was rumored again i think goku one of like Hmm. the 70 gokus from Fighters. fighters. Yeah. I'm you, trying you, to think. You cannot fatality Goku. Um, <laughs> it's impossible. I know there's it's on the tip of my tongue. Like they've got some. You could you could pull in. Uh, eh, I don't know. I was gonna say you could pull in, like Bayek from Assassin's Creed. That could be funny. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's so he's sort of would be generic in that. Game his setting. his uh, uh, his fatality would just be him stabbing the guy in the throat. Like oh. Uh, 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 yeah right like i don't uh, know <laughs> uh yeah i would say like a 2b but you know she's already shown up <laughs> i don't think it's i'm comfortable with 2b getting that, that would be you know what about 9s 9s maybe <laughs> that's more acceptable 2b yeah, it's, it's a little weird 2a uh, uh, yeah i don't know uh kratos again like you could do kratos again and that would be that would be good to me um because it's just modern kratos sure modern kratos is fucking awesome and he has does, so many different does, tools now does boy show up boy could fatality do, yeah <laughs> god boy shoots, <laughs> he just shows up and nags them to death <laughs> I don't know. Joker. Wait, no. Okay. He, he chops off their head and he puts, uh, what's his face, his head on, oh. on their body. And then oh, the yeah. head takes yeah. over their body. <laughs> huh? I well, can't remember his name right now. Yeah, me neither. I mean, at the end of MKX, uh, spoilers, they beat Shinnok and like oh. Raiden shows up in the nether realm with Shinnok's head. That's one of the things that's like very near. Mimir, yeah, Mimir. Yeah, That's one yeah, of the Mimir. cool things about the story is like you get a little bit of catharsis because like it's it's a direct follow up to MKX. So Raiden at the end, Raiden, I keep saying Raiden. Raiden is how you say his name in Mortal Kombat. Raiden, um, uh, like has like decides that like okay, people shit on Earth Realm forever. Have just, they've been doing it forever? Outworld and Nether Realm just keep coming here and trying to invade it we and we are always diplomatic and we're always nice so from now on i'm going to use red lightning and i'm just going to go out and murder everyone first so they can't attack earth realm anymore and it's kind of like that's not good but also it is a little cathartic at first because he's definitely like goes to another realm and is like all right we're gonna decimate this place because <laughs> they're always bad and they're never helpful what if what if Raiden was a DLC character? Yeah. 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 Or Joker. Joker has been rumored, I think. Or for, for MKX? Well, I'm sorry. Or for MK11? I'm sorry. The Joker, not Joker. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I jokingly okay. said Joker from Persona earlier as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but n- no, the Joker from Injustice okay. has been. It's actually uh, going to be Mario on the switch he's gonna be a switch exclusive dlc oh i will say that i would if if you if you have a switch and really want to play it on the switch like i get it but i would buy this game on a different you platform need, you need an online connection for a lot of the single player stuff, yeah yeah so that's yeah. what i've seen so, well, so like, yeah you don't necessarily need it to play it but you need it to get the rewards yeah. Like you can actually cancel the server connection thing. Mm-hmm. I did that by mistake at one point. Um, if you just hit B, it'll say, but then it comes up with a message that's like, 
hey, you might not get your rewards if you're not syncing to the servers. And that's just to protect, like, try to play. Yeah. Like, there were, in, like, previous games, you could just, like, cheat engine your way to, like, infinite currency and just unlock everything. In and the I grid. get that people don't like that that's the way it is, but, like, I don't know. Like, that's... They gotta, they gotta make money. Uh, so, anyway, it, it, it's, a, it's a great game, um, and I recommend that people play it. I'm gonna finish All right. it do some of the towers and all that stuff. I'll probably pick up once I've rung a lot out of that game, I'll probably pick up Dragon Ball Fighters on Xbox. Well, play with my stick. Well, no, I guess we can't play against each other. Um, Allison. It wouldn't be worth your time anyway. <laughs> Allison, I don't know. I haven't played in a while. Uh, Allison, how's it going? Good, good, good. I have two games to talk about, them, but the first one, both Pat and I played, so I'm actually really yeah. excited to talk about it, which yeah. is called Forager, which is just came out this week on uh, PC. Um, I think they're put it, porting it out to uh, consoles soon, but as of right now, it's just PC, um, which is <clears throat> basically, it's. I feel like it's kind of hard to describe um, because they've described it as like an idle game, which it is 100% not. Um, uh, I actually I think, think so, like the way they describe it is like the idle game you actually want to play. And to some extent, like I would put it this way. I think if you're someone who likes idle games, you'll probably really love this game. But also if you hate idle games, don't let that to your point, like don't let that turn you off. Right. Because it, because it's very active, but it, it's the big thing I'd say with it is that it's, it's a game that keeps, expand like it, it's it's a game that you if you really like having that kind of mechanic where you keep growing and having mm-hmm. that le- sense of progression then that's what you want with this game so you because- say the numbers keep getting bigger so i was gonna say though that they, they it's not that they keep getting bigger though it, it's, that, it's that you have more to do to do like f- when you first start you can basically start with just a single I- little like little island you can uh, mine a couple of things. You can cut down trees and just that. Whereas like, as you progress, you get, you buy more and more islands and more and more space. You get more and more things you can do and more things you can find, um, which lead to more things you can build, which lead to a skill tree where that unlocks different things that you can build. And it kind of keeps compounding on each other. So it's, you go from like this very small, like you only have a few things to do to a much more sprawling kind of thing where you're like, yeah. That kind of sounds like two point hospital in a way. (laughs) Um, yeah, except that two point hospitals mechanic. I mean, you played it further than I did. I've only played like probably 10 hours at two point, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's one I want to get back to eventually, but like two point, you're always playing a, a tycoon game, mm-hmm. at least as far as I got, it doesn't like the mechanics of what you're doing. Don't really change. Sure. Yeah. It's and, that, that, that remains relatively true. Yeah. Uh, and that's not to like take anything away from it. Whereas forager, it's like, it starts out with a lot of like mining rocks and trees, but even only like an hour and a half in, it's gotten into like puzzle solving and like, um, and, and then like timer management and not in like as dry a way as it sounds either. Um, so, and, and then, all, and then there's a lot of like, you have to think about like layout a lot because, 
um, so there's like a bit of city building is, I want to say that's too out loud. But, but I mean, you want to think, okay, I'm exploring where do I want to put my forge? Where do I want to put my market? Where do I want to put, you know, this compared to that? Um, yeah. So there's like a little bit of strategy, but not very much like very kind of casual about it. Um, the one, yeah. And you start, um, it, it, it's, but it's also one of those things too, where you can kind of keep expanding in the way that you would like to expand. Like there's certainly, you know, stuff you have to unlock before you unlock other things. But for example, like when I'm playing it, I keep having like little goals in my head where it's like, yeah. okay, I would like to have, I'd eventually like to have, uh, like right now, I, the biggest one that I wanted was a market because one of the big ways that you get money is by literally making money <laughs> and by yeah. making it's like you like at the start of the game is literally like making gold or, or gold bars and then making those bars into money so that you can actually buy stuff. Whereas I was like, okay, I want to market because I've gotten some rare, I, um, uh, gemstones and I'm like, I could sell those for, for a decent amount. So I want to get this market. So it's like in the back of my head, it's like everything is working towards that. Plus it's like, Oh, I would like to expand my backpack so I can hold more stuff. Oh. And I would also like this. And there's just like, like it's you, you kind of come up with your, like, even though there's a lot of like ways we're expanding is uh, like not linear, but there's definitely a progression that you have to follow, but you can also kind of come up with your own little goals and on the way that's yeah. I would definitely, if I were to describe this game, like if you were like, what's the genre of this game, I would say it's a goal setting game for sure. That's like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's like how I would describe it in a weird way. (laughs) This is going to sound like a strange comparison, but in a weird way, it like it, it, it has similarities to a thing like Warframe more than a thing like, like mechanically it's closer to something like a stardew. Um, but, but it's very, it is very much about like my ultimate, what I want for my end goal is to buy all of the islands to, to like expand to all of the islands. So my main thing I'm going to need to do is to get money. But while you're playing it, it's so satisfying because it's like, Oh, well I should craft a backpack cause then I'll have more. So I need to get fiber and I need to get whatever the other thing is like, it's not leather for the first one, but it's very much like, okay, well now I want to craft a shovel. So I need to get uh, iron and coal. So to get coal, I need to turn wood into coal. So now I need to go and get like 45 coal or 45 wood. Um, so it, it gives you like these like micro tasks that all build towards a larger thing. And the verbs you're using are diverse enough that it's not just like clicking a ton. Um, it's like, you know, movement and resource management and, and mining and stuff. So it doesn't feel, it doesn't get stale to me because you're doing slightly different things every time you're embarking on a new goal. Right. And I feel like often there might be goals to lead to different goals. So it's like management of that. Um, Like for example, with, I, I reached a point where all of the things I wanted to work towards needed leather and there were no more cows that had spawned on my land. Yeah. So I was like, so I was like, crap, I do not have enough hide to make into leather to make these things that I want. 
So I was going, okay, I could either sit around and wait for this, or I could hope that unlocking more land could unlock more things to kill to get more hide to make more leather so i like i moved my goal to okay i'm going to make a lot more gold now so that i can unlock some new areas so that i can get the leather so that i can move towards the existing goal yeah and you're never stonewalled so that you don't have anything to do like you never have to just wait because there's always go get more gold um go get go do x y or z or even like just like like wood is always necessary. So it's like, Oh, I'm just going to cut down some trees while I wait for these bricks to be finished. Like, um, and I mean, in addition, like, like there's a lot of stuff where you're doing just kind of similar tasks, which is why this is, I feel like this could easily become a really, really good like podcast game to play while you're listening to something else. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to cut down a bunch of trees and mine a bunch of rocks and work towards X goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seems good for that. And then like the other stuff that's neat is like you get, like I built, bought an Island that was to the South and it was like, there's these pillars on this Island and I don't didn't like, I can lower the pillars, but that's the only context I have. And it's almost as like in that way sometimes mm-hmm. because you, I eventually figured out like how to solve that puzzle. You and, did. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, I yes. <laughs> yeah. It's very abstract. I think okay. that I figured, I don't think I brute forced it. I think I figured out how to do it, but okay. Good. Cause abstract. I, cause I was like, I was like pushing down all these p- pillars and I was like, am I missing something? It's all about the shape of the symbols. Um, and like the order you press them in is like a logic puzzle. Um, okay. So there's that kind of, and then there's also like Zelda dungeons that pop up eventually where you like go into the dungeon and you do some puzzle solving and run around some mazes and it looks, the tile set looks like Zelda. Um, and and then also there's like a museum that you can go to where you fill up bundles, like in sturdy Valley, um, of stuff that you've collected and crafted. And like later on in the tech tree from the steam page, it looks like there's like, you can build like NPC armies that you use to then go around and fight big battles and stuff. Like it's a, there's this, it has a lot of interesting stuff in it. Um, and, and it's very much a, like it's, it's like a big, like diamond of, like you can go in this direction or this direction or this direction with the sort of stuff you're doing, whether it's get really into farming or get really into the city management part of it, which again, I don't want to be too, it's not like you're playing Sim city or anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fascinating game. I, I think it makes sense that it's going so well. And then, and also it's a cool story. Uh, there's, I don't know if you looked at this Allison, but there's an extras menu, um, at the main oh, menu. I looked a little bit at that and, uh, yeah, it's really neat. Like the, the first extra you unlock is a little comic kind of thing of the, the developer sort of telling the story of the game's development all the way back to when, you know, he was, uh, in, in elementary school and he wanted to make games and he wasn't very good in school. Um, and he was always focused on this other thing and he didn't do well. And then, um, talks about how like his dad passed away, um, but told him like, you know, if you chase your dreams, you can do it or whatever. And it's the real story of the game's development. And he talks about like his whole path to being from like a kid to getting a publishing deal from humble bundle. And, um, it's a neat, it's neat. Uh, and it seems, it seems very, he seemed, they seem like very earnest creators, uh, the people behind this game. Um, it doesn't seem like, you know, 
in in a few months you will find out that they're horrible people <laughs> at least i hope not <laughs> God, i hope not because i feel like this is definitely going to be uh a game that i'm i'm going to stick with because it is what it is my the, new podcast game what if, what if the developer took off his mask and it was actually ronda rousey oh god <laughs> um that, like, that would be I, you know honestly I wouldn't like her, but I, it would improve my opinion of her, uh, like ability to do things. <laughs> are, you, are you saying she's a DMB as, as it stands, <laughs> she hasn't really done anything good except for fight for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> and WrestleMania would posit she's barely even good at that. Well, she's not very good at wrestling. She's not good at, she's not good. She's, she's not, not a good, good actor. At, she's not good at pretend fighting. She's good at, she was good at real fighting for, a I, I, I know people who would say she's not even good at real fighting. She's just like a gimmick. Uh, well, she, I, I don't watch the UFC, so I can't say, but I have a friend who should go to Buffalo Wild Wings with her mom and grandma and they'd watch the fights. <laughs> fan of ronda rousey people didn't like her because uh she would end fights very quickly yeah. she's very good at at specific i would say yeah. i would say that she was very skilled at fighting um in that she could do that one thing very well and no one knew how to yeah. do it but once people yeah. figured that out she was done yeah uh, yeah anyway uh, kind of like uh, hungry box and smash bros and his jigglypuff mm-hmm. yes but melee is dead so but and also speaking of things that cover a wide uh you know extensive broad range of genres allison what's the other one you touched oh i uh i've also played a few hours put a few hours into the new steam world game which is steam world quest hand of gilgamesh uh oh, have yeah. you guys play, played any of the steam world games I, th- I think we talked about dig too i've yeah. played all I, of them i I tried fighting for dig two in our very first game of the year awards. Cause I love that. Yeah. Game. I, yeah. I think I remember that because that's I was like, I, cause that's, that's a good, good, good game. I think I was on your side. And if I wasn't then, then I apologize because oh, it's I, a great, I, was, it's so good. I, I was that two years ago. I thought that was last year. No, I never, I never touched those games. Oh, they're so good. They're very good. So and good. Uh, the thing that I think is really interesting is that they basically, at this point are just doing like, let's just do a different genre of game. Cause why not? Because uh yeah. sea world quest is uh, an RPG. It's, it's basically the combat is card based. Um, so it's turn based with uh, like a card deck building system. So you can, chain of memories. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Except it's turn based. They're not. No. Um, yeah. So basically you have with, with all of your characters, you can, you, there's a lot of different like kind of basic strategy that is really satisfying with it where Basically, instead of having any sort of like a mana or magic system um, as a different uh, thing from health, you have to build up to more uh, advanced skills with this um, shared uh, meter, basically. Um, So, for example, you might want, if you want to do this stronger attack, you have to proceed it with two smaller attacks, but it can be done by anyone. Uh, but then also, uh, if, if all, if all three of your, all of your attacks come from the same 
person uh, or robot in this case. Uh, it uh, you have a special bonus, but also you can you, you have like this deck building that you have to get into, and there's a randomness, but you can redraw cards twice a turn. So it's while it's random, it's still uh, there's an element of strategy in the deck in the uh, drawing of the deck as well. Um, so it's, it's, it's as a, as the turn battle, the turn based battling goes, it's actually really interesting. Um, but one of the things that, uh, I'd say is, is the most notable and is probably the most notable about the series is that it is just a charming as hell series. Um, it is very aesthetically, I I like the aesthetics a lot. Um, and the, um, the, the, just the vibe of it is really, really nice. Um, the characters so far are really charming. Uh, there's, uh, they're robots, like, like in all the steamroll games, but since it's an RPG, it allows you to really stick with a larger, like yeah. with characters. Um, so right now I have a, a three people in my party, um, Galileo, Armily, and, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Copernica. Um, and they're, they're all just like very unique, but all very, very sweet. So it's, it's, it's actually, it's really fun because like there have been some really good writing in the previous steam world games, but this really allows you to stick with multiple characters and, well, and it sounds, I assume the volume of writing is higher because so much of SteamWorld is like you're in the mine, you know, you're, you're below the ground. So like right. you go back to town and there'll be a little bit of dialogue and then you're back at it. So like there's less like it's not really an RPG in the same sense. Um, and SteamWorld Heist is kind of like that, too, in that it's, you know, it's a it's a XCOM kind of thing. So it's not there isn't as much story and writing in it um, from what I've played of it. Uh, right. And and the story so far feels pretty straightforward. I mean, like sure. yeah. I'm only like I'm only like two hours into it, so it's it could very very well go an interesting way. But it, it but so far, just the fact that it's an RPG does allow for a lot more of the charming writing to come through. It's interesting. Its mechanics look similar, and I'm sure it's got differences. Um, but its mechanics look really similar to Slay the Spire. Um, mm-hmm. and, I haven't played that, and I really want to. So uh, it's it's interesting that um, there's a no, there's two other games that also have deck building like trading card game kind of combat that are RP party based RPGs. So it's interesting that like, and none of them seem like the sort of thing that like they came out as a response to slay the spire. All of these games had to have been in development while slay the spire was in development because slay the spire only came out like eight months ago or something like that. Like it hasn't been out for years. So, uh, I think it's interesting that like a, a lot of people seem to all at once have gotten that idea, uh, which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, and it, I think it, it, I think it's really nice because I do like like a good turn based game if it has a certain I don't know how to describe it like a certain twist to it I guess like uh, Octopath Traveler for example where I feel like that it's it's dynamic enough that even though it's turn based it still allows for a certain amount of strategy but it's that it's rarely just you know, press attack five times and then it's, oh. the encounter is done. And this, this is similar where it's like, even the more basic encounter still requires a certain amount of strategy 
that make it a lot more fun. I'm off a little bit too. Slay the Spire entered early access in the end of 2017. So it has mm-hmm. been a bit. So it could be that these games are drawing from it. Uh, but uh, it's still interesting that it that kind of concept like barely existed. And now all of a sudden there's like several games that use the like RPG with card game mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I just need to get Slay the Spire now. But uh... Slay the Spire is incredible. I, it actually, I need to play through it more because it can't, it hit full release in January, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a very good chance that could be in in a year end conversation for me personally because uh, it's, it's a it's spectacular game. You don't. Yeah, but it, but uh, if you've if you've enjoyed the it's it's inter- it's interesting to say that if you've enjoyed the previous. Uh, steamroll games that you'd enjoy this because it's it, it is again very very different um but if you if you just like the environment and the aesthetic uh i definitely recommend giving it a shot um and if you i, I feel like if you take a look at the just like even just the trailer or even just a little bit of the gameplay you could probably get a sense for if if this is going to hit you or not also uh yeah, it's only on Switch, which is an interesting yeah. thing. Too. Interesting to yeah, know. I think that I think that the SteamWorld games have actually done really, really well on uh, on Nintendo consoles. Oh yeah, yeah, they're made uh, perfectly for it. Yeah, and I think that it's part of um, like I know that I think that the first SteamWorld day got its start on 3DS. It, it was on yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might so, have even been before 3DS. It might have been a like the original DS game uh, late no, it, in that system's lifetime for sure. But it, it started on, on 3DS. Um, yeah, you're right. It was, it was 2013. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, but I feel like um, with some of these indie games, I feel like they've done really, really well on, uh, on Nintendo consoles, like, especially like the switch. And they actually, um, I, I forgot how they always come out first on the Nintendo console. Um, SteamWorld Dig 2 is the only one that came out roughly the same time on everything. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if um, it gets ported to something else later, but it, it's, it seems like a really great game for Switch, so I'm not going to yeah. complain. If it's anything like the Dig and Heist, it will come out on other platforms in a year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you have if you've got Switch, you know, give it a shot. Cool. 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 Um, then I have played not I've just played a little bit of several things, so nothing really to talk about, but uh Alex brought it up earlier. There was an update for Kingdom Hearts 3, which put in the critical mode, uh, which is another difficulty mode, which is above proud mode, which was like the hardest difficulty when it came out. So now there's like super hard mode, Sora must die mode or something, you know. So um, what does it do? Does it make it's just, you more fragile? It's uh yeah, but increased health on enemies, probably increased damage from enemies, that kind of stuff. Uh, I haven't played it because I, I was going to go into it new game plus and I was like, Oh, well I should get ultimate weapon before I do new game plus. And Holy shit is the fucking process for getting ultimate weapons. So bad. I have heard it's a, it's a quite the grind. Like I, I did everything in kingdom hearts two on the PS two, like everything. Uh, so like I'm used to like the grind kingdom hearts games, but like some of the stuff they want you to do is one of the things 
is uh, to get one of the items you need to craft ultimate weapon. You need to get postcards from the Moogle shops. And then you send the postcard. There's only one place where you can use the postcards, which is in uh, one of the worlds. And so you send the postcards and you get a random prize back. Not like a series of prizes, like, oh, send in five postcards and get this, send in 10, get this, send in 50, and you get the thing or whatever. No, it's random. Every time you send in a postcard, you get a random item back. Oh, God. That sounds terrible. <laughs> that's really bad. Yeah. And you need, if that's how you get one of the items to make Ultimate Weapon, is by sending in postcards. To be honest so, with you, that sounds yeah. kind of par for the course to me, but uh, it, it's, it's not good. so like. But so, yeah, so I go to this world and I, there's a right next to the mailbox is a Moogle, uh, where you buy the stuff. So you go into the Moogle, you buy a potion, you go out and you hope you get a postcard, which is maybe like a 25 to 50% chance somewhere in there. And then you send the postcard. I go, oh, okay, I just got some like potion or, you know, I got like a refocuser. So they keep doing that over and over and over. I'm like, oh, my, po- my inventory is full of potions. Got to sell my potions now for 25% back. <laughs> the potion's 40 and you sell it for 10. And, and like at the end of the game, like money doesn't matter really, but like it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so bad. Why would they do this? Uh, and then like, apparently I think it was last night, there was like a kingdom hearts concert in Japan. And then at the end of the concert, Tetsuya Nomura came out and was like, Hey, DLC for kingdom hearts three. Uh, but oh, they didn't have like a trailer. He just showed a PowerPoint. That's great. And, oh my God. That sounds amazing. Wow. And I wish I had been there. Uh, so it's oh, what is it called? I have a new story up here. It's uh, Kingdom Hearts Three Premium DLC Remind Mind Capital R Lowercase E Capital Mind uh, is coming soon, according to Polygon, but they didn't give a date. Uh, and that is supposed to be like the final mix equivalent of the game. Uh, well, so they're going to sell it as, as DLC. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And it's going to extra episodes and content and bosses and stuff. I guess there's also like a new Keyblade coming, cool. uh, which is free. Uh, and something else, maybe a secret bot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's so odd because square Enix usually has very clear and concise and definitely not at all complicated DLC and update systems. It, so. Boy, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, so yeah, they, well, there are multiple things announced last night or something. They, but uh, so I guess I'm not going to play Critical Mode or New Game Plus now but, until that comes so out. They have they have a conference at E3 this year, don't they? Like a yeah, they are they are doing the Sony time slot, the old Sony time slot. Yeah, is so. I think what I heard. So do you think that will have the trailer that is not just a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> I, I mean, it must, but I don't know that I bet that presentation is going to be it's quiet, man. Bleak. Too, it's going to be bleak. <laughs> uh, There's going to be a lot of Hitman content in that, on that stage. I bet. Oh, that'd be well, hey, nothing wrong with I that. mean, the Hitman content we already know about, we saw the roadmap. I bet it's going to be a lot of, well, I bet you you're going to get a like okay wait walkthrough of one of the of that who, level. Who is the new elusive target or like new celebrity elusive target? Do you think they do another one? Like Glenn Gary Close. Glenn Close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Alex. 
I don't know. Oh, wait, no, that wouldn't even be a square. So we like we wouldn't see Hitman at square. What are you talking? Yeah, I was, about? I was going to say. That oh right, what am I saying? They're not a thing. They're, they're, they're not their a thing own thing. Uh, I was yeah. trying to look up who they were owned by at this point, but I think they're just independent. It's, right? it's, they have a, yeah, they just have a publishing deal with Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. What am I saying? Sorry. Agent uh, Forty Seven in Mortal Kombat. Oh my I god! Would, <laughs> I would. That be would fine be great. He would, just, he, would just, he would just garrote someone's head off he, for his vitality. He would just dress up as Ur, buddy. I mean, they already kind of have yeah, that. He, he kills them and then say. he takes their clothes and he puts it on. <laughs> yeah, but he, he dresses up, but like still looks like 47, just like with dumb hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so Scorpion, I don't know. I mean, Scorpion with a barcode on the back of his head. Tomb Raider is probably going to show up in at the, the square. I know. Not yet. Really? No, well, yeah, like I bet you DLC will or something. They talked about that, that, that there's more coming. They already have said, they've already confirmed yeah. that. Uh, mm, that game was middling. Like they set up to do more Tomb Raider, but I don't think they're going to for a while. Because like the, 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 they the talked end. about it recently, though, that they're already but, going. Uh, but uh, really? Because yep. they're going to say, oh, it didn't meet our expectations again. But like basically the end of their. Oh, so. I think I talked about this. There's like an ending, like a post credits ending and that they patched after the game came out. So it's different. Like if you have like the 1.0, it's different than like whatever got patched. And that basically leads directly into the original Tomb Raider. So, you know, what? yeah, like the, the end of the most recent Tomb Raider, cause it's a prequel. So the, there was like a post credit scene that basically set up the first Tomb Raider game from the PS one. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Like someone who likes those old scenario. scenario. Um, um, will Will Life is Strange two show up? Uh, maybe to imagine like, like the third episode. Yeah, I don't think that's come out. I still haven't played the second episode. I should do that this it week. It hasn't. That came out in like January too. Like it's been a long time. Yeah. Also, the only thing that was announced was uh, the. Um, uh, the movie, the next Tomb Raider movie. That's what I was mixing it up with. Nah, yeah, I, I thought I heard that the last DLC for Tomb Raider came out yes. like recently and it wasn't yep. very good. Uh, um, Octopath Traveler PC. Yeah. Yep, uh, uh, is it going to do like a, in a, like a enhanced, like more stuff? Maybe. I don't know. I, but I don't know. That Allison, was, you're the yeah. resident Octopath Traveler fan. What would you What would you want added, if anything? Oh boy! Um, make this make the characters uh, actually interact. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, I would if actually they, finish that added game. Like a, if they added like a short, or like not a not a short, but like a you know ten twenty hour like thing where they actually did interact. That would be pretty sweet. I no, they don't have to do that. They just have to change the the game as it is to make the characters interact in the existing stories. That's what they should do. That'll be. I feel like that'd be a lot harder than just adding a ten hour like, hey. Well, they should have made the game the right, right. way. The first Here, time. Here's here's their press <laughs> conference. They show a montage of all the games that came out last year, which is like three, I think. And they're uh, all coming to Switch. And then Quiet and, and they'll over over. mention the 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 platforms that they're coming to, and then they will do uh like. 20 minute segment on final fantasy 14 and like i think there's new dlc coming for that there's soon, new so. dlc coming for that every month and a half so no, but i think there's like a big there's like a big thing i'm oh, telling you as someone who has followed that game there's a new big oh, thing in that game like every okay. six months <laughs> uh there's that yoko taro is working on something yep for that game yes so there'll so be i bet that'll be i'm serious 
I bet that'll be a, a significant chunk of their, uh, their thing. And I, and I don't know what else they'll have, like, but, um, the last, I bet the last thing will be, they'll finally have a CG trailer for that FF seven remake and it won't be anything gameplay oriented. And we still won't see that thing for another two or three years, but they'll have like some, it's just going to be the snowboarding game. <laughs> also, can we just say though, that what should happen is they should announce a new legacy of Kane. That's what should oh, yeah. happen. That's that's you're stealing my predictions. That's, that's what I want to see happen. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, oh. Amy Hennig, I think is already working on something though. So yeah, I she's think not they, be I, think, that, but. I think they, they confirmed that she's not going to be. In, yeah. In that yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, she's got like her own company or she's yeah. doing something. I don't think, up. I honestly don't know that you make a new legacy of Kane without her. So I don't know. Who knows? Uh, you know, they, new they, parasite Eve. People, people, people there sound like they want to make it. So let me uh, pitch you on this Valkyrie profile. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Okay. Yes. Valkyrie profile is the one I want to play not Valkyria Chronicles, which I always think is Valkyrie profile. No. <laughs> How yeah I, yeah fuck yeah they put it out on they put out like the ps1 on phones but like a new one yeah new tactics ogre Ugh. how about uh, how about well, new, new sleeping dogs even though nah, United, i don't United think front that's, is dead. that's never gonna happen yeah it's United not gonna happen dead, but man sleeping dogs was good sleeping dogs is they, that studio like got shut down didn't yes. it sleeping yeah, dogs is front. better than any wow. grand theft auto game i'm just gonna oh, say sleepy dogs yeah i'd agree with that's that so good. that's so good uh i just it made me want to go eat every single food item in that game because it all because uh, don't play yakuza but do play yakuza definitely play yakuza uh yeah uh i got my steam link working i don't know why it wasn't working but it fi- now it finally works so i can play pc games on the tv oh yeah and i don't know what i'm gonna play but i should beat sekiro but i'm not gonna do that out of the steam link i tried yesterday and was, it was they were j- like it's not terrible latency but it's just enough where it's not quite right sekiro seems like it'd be rough with that <laughs> it like it, it ran well enough, but it's just, yeah. just I mean, and also I hadn't played in a week, so maybe that was part of it, but like, it's just not quite. I actually really like the Steam Link. I've never had any problems with latency yeah. because the games I've played on it have always been like Alan yeah. Wake and stuff that's yeah. like very like, we're playing yeah. it's like an adventure game, but uh, Sakura seems like it would not be great if you yeah. introduced any latency into that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so close to the end, man. I'm so close. Yeah, um, that's my, after I get through all the Kingdom Hearts stuff, I'm going to go back and hammer on that some more. Maybe, maybe I'll go back, back to below. There, I have had no desire to play below since I had one bad experience with it. So I, I died on floor 17 and it's a dark floor with many creepy tendrils. Yep. And it's, that game it's, there's no way back up so I can only go down, but I'm near the bottom. Well, I mean, I but played it for like six hours and then I died on floor 16 and yep. it was done. There was no way for me to get my stuff back at all. Oh, and I was like, it like everything was like, Cause I had spent all my resource, like I had brought a bunch of my resources and stuff. So like I lost everything. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't have a problem with like the re, um, like restocking or whatever, uh, before I go back down. Cause like the first floors are not super difficult. Uh, and then like, I can, I've got like enough shortcuts that I can just get to the bottom. I think it was the, but, de- the amount of progress you could lose from dying was the yeah, thing. Sure. Was frustrating yeah. To me. yeah. 
absolutely uh what i heard about what kind not like explicitly but i heard about what the kind of end game so to speak of it is not like avengers end game but like you know kind of like what you're doing supposed to be doing yeah and so apparently you can just be doing what you need to be doing from the very start, but you won't know what it is until you get to the bottom. That's kind of cool. I don't know. Maybe so, someday I'll get, I love the way that game looks and the atmosphere of it. So maybe someday I'll play it again. I, I, yeah, I, so I've had enough time between me and it where I'm like, Oh, maybe I should get back to that. But yeah, cause yeah, it's cool. And like this sense of discovery is really neat. Yeah. And like getting to the bottom or and like going down really, and like, what the fuck is this? Since it didn't really hit, it's not like pervasive. Like, it's not like, I feel like I still don't know a lot about that game. Yeah. You know? No, I, I don't know anything other than what I just said and what I experienced myself. Yeah. Even um, vaguely avoiding spoilers on Sekiro, I feel like I know a lot about mm-hmm. what happens in Sekiro, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. even just kind of like through osmosis and not even mm-hmm. trying to find it out. Uh, but with yeah. that didn't happen with below, which is kind of cool. I installed Path of Exile. But oh, God. I, just, uh, okay. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to open up your Steam, and you're going <laughs> to scroll to the P in your game uh-huh, library. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're going to right-click the first thing there, and then uninstall. Uh, Painkiller Hell and Damnation. Oh, no. What's, what's wrong with Path of Exile? It's great. <laughs> it's a time uh, yes. sink, but it's great. It's a, it's such a, I only, I only installed it because final fantasy 14, the code that I was given from Twitch prime with my Japanese account is only for the Japanese version, which is all in Japanese, which is not going to go well. And then, (laughs) uh, and then she also had some stuff for paths of exile and Alex says it's a game. So I was like, I I can't spend money right now. It's not that it's a bad game. I guess you'd have to spend money for it, but Grim Dawn is so much better and more rewarding in my opinion. And I could play the PS4 version of Path of Exile. That came out this year. Path of Exile just it just it just is a never ending spiral staircase down that doesn't have a bottom floor. Like you never get to the there's no there's no point <laughs> at which it changes or really gets just, like just like life dog though. Yeah, I know. Just like life. Um well uh just like a never ending spiral staircase down, uh, this podcast is now into a spiral down. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say it's never ending. It's like this podcast is our life now. No, it, it has to end. I have stuff I got to do. My friends, somebody started podcasting, but nobody knew quite what it was. I don't know how that song goes. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. It's a podcast that never ends. Uh, okay. Well, that is going to do it for episode 67 of gaming fix, uh, where we talk about video games. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, you can find us on all major podcast distributors, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, please leave a review uh, while you're downloading our, our podcast. And if you like it, if you don't like it either way, leave a review so people can, uh, and leave a positive review, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, <laughs> just leave the most glowing review. It will really ruin our day. If you didn't like it, you know, one star reviews, people, you know, be, if you're going to be, if you're going to be negative, at least, you know, be constructive. I never uh, understand the one star reviews that are like, not on podcasts, but on online uh, marketplaces that are like shipping took two extra days. One star. Yeah. 
uh, oh man, I was looking at Metacritic, people given like, basically all, I was looking at one person, all the reviews were zero or 10. <laughs> like what the fuck? People like that are who ruined the rating system on Netflix. God of War was a zero. Uh, I think Red Dead was a 10. Oh boy. That's just a strange cross section of things. That- yeah. I can't, I, those, those were two. I was like, what? Um, so yeah, don't be like those people, you know, well, maybe, I don't know. Just give us a review. Be constructive with your feedback, <laughs> please. Let's just hope we're a red dead and not a God of war. Uh, oh, maybe God. go check out that Avengers movie. That was actually pretty, pretty good time. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably have a spoiler cast about that. Spoiler point, right? cast. We will. Yes. Uh, once we, it can was get, mostly a good movie. Um, get people, <laughs> we can't, we can't do it now. Not now. Uh, I have hot takes about it, but yeah. I don't I'll think be, it's that hot. I, I'll, I'll maybe. be there. And really? I don't like Marvel movies. So yeah okay well um alex will be there with the spiciest takes uh alex where can people find you and your spicy takes you can find me at alex-jelena.com which is a newly revamped website that has a github is, repo you've been letting me say your name so long so wrong for so wait, wait, long wait, wait, wait. Yeah. that's how you what? pronounce it yeah that's how i pronounce it i've heard it every way don't worry i i've heard people basically <laughs> call it genitals as well so like it's <laughs> God. I'm not particularly sensitive about it. Given our Pornhub preference, uh, I have like, asked you. <laughs> I think because I don't, there's no accents over anything uh, in like in the methods that which I ever see your name. That's why I assumed it was just the way that Andre says it. Uh, yeah, it traditionally has an accent goo on the e. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> well, now you know. Uh, yeah. where, can pe- where can people find you? Uh, <laughs> 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 no, no. I was thinking about doing uh, uh, the wrong way to say my name <laughs> to follow suit, and the only ways I could come up with are not they're they're funny but only to me uh you find me a desk pc that's it that's all i got okay allison where can people find you um well if you pronounce my last name in the traditional polish you pronounce it sigam i think i don't know i don't know how to pronounce it in the in the actual polish way so i just pronounce it saigon like you know like a chump but you can find me on twitter at w-r-i-t-e-r-s-e-r-e-n-y-t-y i haven't spoiled uh, end game yet i don't think but i might have some spicy hot takes there later uh and you can find me on twitter at cool sloth c-o-o-l-s-l-4-w uh where i i don't know my takes are relatively mild but yo fuck james comey and his scab labor it's my hot take <laughs> what <laughs> uh, uh james says it's i'll send you a tweet but yeah it's, it's that five oh my five jobs thing and he just admits to being scab labor <laughs> oh so like yo what the fuck D- don't be a scab that's he already sucks but like damn He's like so proud of it. Uh, anyway, we'll see you here next week uh, at some time. Maybe not the same time. Maybe earlier. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, nobody knows the podcast times to come. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>